It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Welcome to Thursday. This is Game Time with Tom Ward and Ryan. We're glad you are with us as we kick off a brand new day. Good morning, Ward White. How are we? Game day. It is. It is. Ryan, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well today, Tom. How are you? Doing terrific. Doing terrific. I got a big show for you this morning. We're going to dive into a lot of things. There's a lot of things to talk to. I mean, there's. <laughs> this is one of those days where... Man, you just you just don't have enough time to uh, to get to everything, but we will. Baylor women on the road last night get beat by Kansas State. We'll talk about that one. Uh, Chris Beard, the uh, DA in uh, Travis County, is elected to uh, not proceed with the with the charges. We'll talk about that some today. Uh, R.J. Achoa from Blogging the Boys is going to be here. We'll talk a little bit about where the Cowboys are going draft wise. The uh, XFL begins. What, this weekend? Saturday. And the uh, Houston head coach, Wade Phillips, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Nicely done, Ryan. Getting us Wade Phillips. Uh, Bryce Cherry will be here to talk some high school basketball and uh, also some he, – he's the beat writer for Baylor women, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Look ahead to the uh, start of the uh, baseball season, Mitch Thompson's team be- beginning this weekend. And tonight is round two of the, of the playoffs. It's La Vega in action against Houston Yates and, and Ward. You've done your prep. This is is this one where La Vega goes down and wins by seventy? What are, what are you thinking about this game? I I, I think it's going to be a little more of a challenge than they've seen uh, in recent games. Uh, Yates is a good team. They've got speed on the floor. Uh, they can score from anywhere. They can move the ball around. Uh, but they're not afraid to shoot from outside the line, just like uh, the Lady Pirates are. So maybe in for maybe in for a quick game tonight, just as as going back and forth. Um, I I'm looking really forward to it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Lavega plays well. Yates plays well. Mm-hmm. Who wins? I think Lavega wins. I do. I think they're that good a basketball team. But I think this is gonna be a little more of a challenge for them than they've seen in recent weeks. Well, they haven't seen much of a challenge, have they? No. I mean, they win a bi-district matchup by 70 or something to that effect. I mean, good gracious. Exactly 70. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be tonight right here on ESPN. We'll have it uh, right after the uh, right after the uh, Baylor Coaches Show. Uh, we'll wrap up the Baylor Coaches Show, and then we'll get rolling with some basketball for you, some high school hoops. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, that'll be down in uh, – I'm assuming they picked Brian – because that's where the regional tournament will take place, kind of get them some familiarity, whoever comes away with that win tonight. Yes. Makes sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Get an opportunity to get in that gym. Why not get in that gym? So that's what they're going to do. All right. Uh, last night right here on ESPN Central Texas, uh, Nikki Collins, Baylor women, went to uh, Manhattan to take on Kansas State, and it just did not go well from the beginning. Uh, they were down at the end of the first quarter, down at the end at halftime, and then it just got away from them in the third quarter. Realize this. Kansas State, guys, shot 81, almost 82% from the field in the third quarter. They couldn't miss. 
they couldn't miss, and 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 Bader didn't defend well, and they just it, it just got away as they got outscored in the third quarter, twenty five to nineteen, and just it, it just went that way, eighty seven sixty eight the final. Caitlin Bickle was in foul trouble the whole night, so she wasn't on the floor as much as you'd like for her to be on the floor. She was only on the floor for 23 minutes and 29 seconds. And it's another night where Sarah Andrews just didn't have just didn't have her shot. She had eight points, but look, she was 0 for 6 from beyond the three-point arc. And offensively, this team goes as Sarah Andrews goes right now. That's just the way the offense runs through Sarah Andrews, and I think defensively it runs through Caitlin Bickle. And Bickle wasn't on the floor, and Andrews didn't have, an, have a, a great shooting night. Now, now, Asbury did step it up, 21 points, 21 points, her first 20-point game of the year. And the freshman, Little Page Bugs, Dariana Little Page Bugs had 16. She had another solid game. But it just wasn't enough. This, th- this team has lost for the third consecutive time in conference play. You have to go back to the 2000-2001 season the last time Baylor has lost three consecutive regular season games. In, you know, the, it happened like in 2007, but one of those games was a postseason conference game, conference tournament game. But the last time they've lost three consecutive in-conference play, you have to go back to the 2000-2001 year. Wow. I mean, you're talking 23 years ago. It just was not pretty last night at all. And this is a team you beat, what, by 2021 when you played them here in Waco? Yeah, things are rolling in the wrong way. It's snowballing for the Baylor women right now. You know, they got outplayed all over the floor. They got outshot on the field. They got outshot in three-point land. Uh, they got out-rebounded. They turned the ball over more times. I mean, it was 60% to 43% in field goals. Uh, you know, you, you just – sometimes you, you can't stop them from putting it in the hole. And, and that, that was the case last night. You only shot twenty six percent from outside the arc. That's you know that's part of your game. You can't can't win games doing that. So they've they've got to find something to ignite this offense. Nikki said before the game, don't let them shoot threes and don't put them on the free throw line they because they're a, they're a tremendous free throw shooting team. They did both. Yes, twenty of twenty three from the from the free throw line. 20 of 23 from the free throw line. They shot 45% from outside the arc. I yeah. mean, that's, you'll take that every night. Absolutely. And look, and, and I'm going <laughs> to, they had some some kids that don't normally knock down a lot of threes, knocking down three. I mean, it was one of those perfect storm kind of deals. And when it got away, it got away. And again, you know, it, it just seemed like they couldn't miss. It, it and. After the game, talking with uh, Derek and Sophia, here's Nikki Collin. There, there are two things that get you beat against Kansas State. Um, them making threes and them making free throws, you know. And when you look at the game, that's where the game was won. Um, the three-point line, I mean, we weren't, we weren't terrible from three. We weren't good. Um, but we didn't get to the foul line. We didn't put enough uh, paint pressure on them. And, uh, you know, we started the game. Uh, the challenge was to hold them to eight points um, going into the first media timeout. And we'd given up six points in the first minute, um, you know, and, and we gave up we gave up threes. You know, we gave up two threes. Um, you know, Briley Glenn, 
is is not a good three-point shooter statistically um, but we didn't need to give her the first three um, and and sometimes that someone making their first three you know opens the floodgates and so we had we had defensive breakdowns from the arc um, early in the game we were you know we uh, Gregory is a mismatch for us. Um, Sundell, when she wants to go on the low post, is a mismatch for us. And so we have to show help side. Um, but then we have to play to the backside and get out on shooters and understand, you know, who does what. And we allowed both Glens to go left. Um, you know, we, we, just, we, we just didn't do a good job covering up the three-point line. Which is what you were just talking about. Uh, and they didn't. And by the way, that uh, audio courtesy of the Baylor Radio Network from Learfield. But you're you're right, Ward. They they've got to they got to find somehow, some way. They got to find a way to to right the ship. And maybe being back home on Saturday evening, five o'clock, four thirty pregame over on one hundred four point nine will will help them. But this is a, this is a team that was shoot. I mean, you know, a week and a half ago, you were like, wow, are they poised to make a run? They were seven and three or something to that effect, and now they're seven and six. And going the wrong way. And they got to get that figured out. Figured out in a hurry. How they do that, I don't know. I, you know, and again, fair or unfair, you know, Sarah Andrews is one of those kids that just produces offense for you. I mean, she just puts the the ball in the basket in the last couple of games. She she has not. Not to not to her normal uh offensive production. I mean, she struggled from the three-point. Like, she didn't have one last night. Uh, and, you know, she had some good looks. It just – you look, when you play 30 games, you're going to have some games where you're not at your best. That's just the way it is. And it was in that perfect storm thing. Then, then defensively, you don't have Caitlin Bickle in there as much as you'd like because she – she's man, she was in some foul trouble early. And so you you only get twenty three or so minutes out of her. It's just one of those deals. But how do you how do you get it fixed? You got to get it figured out. You yeah. got to have a short term memory, and that's going to be the biggest thing coming into the Ferrell Center this weekend. Short term memory, and hit the reset button somehow, some way. Whether it's offensively, defensively, you've got to find something that's working for you, and run with it, and just try to try to get past right through that wall right now because it's, again, it's snowballing for them. And sometimes that's hard to stop. So, guys, Saturday is going to be a big day for both the men and the women for for totally different reasons. I mean, it's a showdown-type matchup Saturday for the men. They're in Lawrence to take on Kansas. Uh, Game day is going to be there. It's just going to be – it's a top-10 matchup. It's a huge Big 12 game like they all are. And so that'll be Saturday afternoon right here on ESPN Central Texas. And then Saturday night, as we mentioned, 4.30 actually, uh, late afternoon, 4.30 pregame, 5 o'clock tip over on our sister station, 104.9 Star FM. It'll be Iowa State and the Baylor women. And somehow, some way, you're right, Ward, they got to figure out a way to, to, get, to uh, get the ship righted and, uh, and get it turned. Uh, or this thing could get away from them in a hurry. I mean, they've dropped three in a row now. And, and now they're sitting at seven and six in the conference. I think they're 16 and eight, 16 and nine, something like that. 16 and nine, seven and six overall, uh, seven and six in conference play. So 
uh, a big day for different reasons, but a big day in Baylor basketball, both men and women. All right, uh, we are off and running. Seven twelve. This is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Uh, don't forget, coming up at eight o'clock this morning, we'll talk some uh, XFL with Wade Phillips. That'll be coming up right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, we'll step aside, and we're coming right back to talk more Big Twelve basketball. We'll do it next on ESPN Central Texas. Join us tonight at six p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's with the voice of the Bears. John Morris. Join us tonight beginning at 6 p.m. Then hear from Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore and first-year head baseball coach Mitch Thompson. That's tonight live from Rudy's. That's tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's and here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.49% for 72 with 5,000 down cash or trade. TTL Extra. See dealer for details. It's the new year. New ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Car with the biggest selection in years on pre-owned cars and trucks. Qualified buyers can find great deals like a 2014 Buick Concorde for only $149 a month or a 2015 Kia Sorento for $237 a month or a 2015 Ford F-150 truck for $392 a month. Over 80 used, thoroughly inspected vehicles in stock. 100% approval is always our go. Get here now for the new year. New Ride Savings Event at Richard Carr. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential installation, service, and new construction for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star ratings and Google reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373 and on Facebook. Member Better Business Bureau, license TACLB 106271E. Come join ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show as we'll be broadcasting live from the newly opened Fish City Grill in Waco on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Come celebrate that Tuesday at Fish City Grill. Happy hour 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Enjoy ice cold beer, cold margaritas, and discounted appetizers like fried pickles, shrimp nachos, cheeseburgers, even oysters. Fat Tuesday, February 21st with ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley, 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. 
Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. All right, 716, welcome back in. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we move through a Thursday morning. Hey, I, again, if you want to join us, you certainly can. Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Anything in the world of sports that uh, you want to give us an opinion on, we'd love to hear from you. We try to read them all. Uh, and, uh, and again, maybe we missed something. Maybe you disagree with our opinions. Whatever the case may be, you can uh, – you can certainly ch- jump in with us on the CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. Travis, this, this came out, uh, I think, last night. I was uh, I got a notification. Travis County DA Jose Garza said that uh, after a review of evidence and considering the w- wishes of Randy True, uh, Chris Beard's fiance, his office has determined the charge of assault by strangulation, suffocation, family violence could not be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. So they have dropped those charges. What does this mean for Chris Beard? Look, Texas has already moved on. They have terminated his employment, and they have moved on. And I know that that was his dream job and all that stuff, but what does it mean for Chris Beard moving forward? Does this, does this open the door for him to get another Division One job? Look, they, the DA didn't say he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't say that he didn't do what what they alleged he did. They said that they can't prove it in a court of law beyond a reasonable doubt. So I ask again, what does this do for Chris Beard moving forward? Great question. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on if somebody wants to go ahead and say, hey, he's, you know, in the eyes of the court, he's innocent and we're going to we're going to go with it. They're going to get some flack off of it for a little while, but we'll, you know, will that subside? I, 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 I think he will get a job. I just don't, I don't know if it's division one right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, and again, is it next year? Is it a, is it a couple of years from now? I mean, where does this thing go for Chris Beard? And you know, his, his, I think he's coaching basketball by, by this coming season somewhere. You know, of course, his attorney was immediately said, Hey, we've been trying to tell you guys this, but again, if you go back and read it, nowhere did it say that, you know, they did they felt like Chris Beard was innocent. I mean, they, they didn't even get into that conversation. They said after reviewing the evidence, they don't believe that they could get a, a, 
a guilty conviction. And so, therefore, they have dropped the case. Had nothing to do with whether he did it, didn't do it, or, or you know, somewhere in between. They just said after review, they, they determined that they could not, they could not get a, a guilty verdict beyond a reasonable doubt. So, therefore, they have dropped the case. With that in mind, do, does he coach next year? Uh, you know, don't know. I mean, does the court of public opinion mean anything when you go to hire somebody these days? Well, I mean, yeah, it does. But just how much do you care about it? I mean, that's, there's, there's some out there that say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it. With it. Whether you like it or not, we're going to do it and fight through the storm. You have seen in some cases recently on the football side where guys have gotten second chance opportunities. You know, uh, so we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, a couple of quick notes here on the CNC Collision Center text line. And I have not looked at these. Boy, these are long. So let me, let me look at this. Uh, can't wait to hear the college selection chants when Beard is back coaching. So I, I, he's saying that the, the student body, wherever he may end up, uh, the opponents will will be will be getting all over Chris Beard. And they, look, that's going to happen. Well, yeah, it happened in Lubbock last week. Yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, there's, again, you weather the storm if you. You know, if you feel confident that he can take your program where it needs to go, you weather the storm. Unless he's proven guilty, there's, you know, there's nothing that anybody else can say or do that, you know, if you, if that's what you want to do, then you do it. I was surprised Texas didn't weather the storm, to be real honest. Unless they felt that in their investigation, they had an, uh, there was enough information there that they just didn't feel comfortable during or, that. Or in case, or, or he rubbed somebody else the wrong way at some point, sometime, and they just said, okay, and that's enough. Man, he was the golden boy, and he was a, you know, he was a basketball coach. What we His heard. star was on the rise, wasn't it? That's what we heard. Yeah. But you never know what happens behind closed no, doors. No, that's a, that's a great point. That is a great point. Okay, uh, I'll re- let's see if I can get this. This is a long text. No one really says this, but Baylor, this is from JB on our CNC Collision Center text line. No one really says this, but the Baylor women's basketball team is headed towards being mediocre for good. Kim Mulkey is missed. The recruiting has taken a dip, and in my opinion, it is only going to get worse. Nothing against Nikki Collin, but no one knew her before she got here. I felt like... With Baylor's winning background and with Arizona's coach fresh off a national championship, I would have tried. I would have tried whatever I had to do to get her. Just an opinion, and that is from JB. All right, JB, appreciate your opinion, and we certainly welcome yours on our CNC Collision Center text line. And again, it's anything that you want to talk about. Uh, we we would certainly welcome your uh, your opinion. So on 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 anything that w- that we've discussed so far, we've gotten into the Baylor women's loss last night. Tough loss. Uh, we're talking a little bit right now about the Chris Beard situation, so you could certainly uh, jump in with us there. Uh, we're going to get into Cowboy recruiting here in a few minutes, and then at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about the XFL. So I think, oh, and by the way, we got high school playoffs going on 
and uh, the Lobega broadcast coming up tonight right here on ESPN. I think we've kind of touched base on a whole lot of items, and we've also got baseball. Uh, as the Rangers prepare for the American League West run, uh, I didn't say it. I was going to, then I changed it to run. They're going to make a run. You don't know that. It could be a good one. It could be a bad one. Okay. But they're going to make a run of some kind. <laughs> you laugh. What are you going to do if they come out of the gate and win like 24 of their first 30? I, that, it's not happening, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If they get like to eight at 90, 91, you know, with about two weeks to go, <laughs> I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> he says, I don't care about the playoff. Just don't get to 100. <laughs> and we've got it on tape and we're going to preserve it for all. <laughs> I'm not really worried about it. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Seven, not happening. <laughs> Leon, Leon, Leon on the CNC Collision Center text line. Ward will be running naked down Valley Mills. <laughs> uh, no, Leon Bagby. Bag both. Either or. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so not t- happening. Tim and Waco, Rangers will make the playoffs. Ah. That's like it. Tim and Waco. Way to go, Tim. A lot of teams make the playoffs. I'm all about it, Tim. Hey, this team hadn't done it in a while. No, they haven't. That would be unbelievable. They got bad growth. news yesterday, too. DeGrom yeah. sitting I, on the sideline already. Yep. Yeah, he is. They're, they're big ticket. And that's one of the and reasons. he's injury prone. And that's one of the reasons why he was available. Mm-hmm. Is because he may be one of the best arms in the business. But for whatever reason, he has a hard time staying healthy. He has a hard time staying healthy. All right, uh, 725, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. And we're right back with uh, RJ Achua, and we'll talk some Cowboy football next. Recently on Game Time. Let's welcome into the program Jim Hallard. Think about the difference in this team right now in the team that started 0-3 in the Big 12. This coaching staff has done a marvelous job bringing this team along. And with everyday John back in the lineup, it's a whole new dynamic. This team is capable of making it to the Final Four, but unfortunately there's about five other teams in the Big 12 that are in the same boat. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Express Dry Clean Laundry is family-owned and operated and is proud to serve Bell Mead and Waco area customers. They offer same-day service Monday through Friday at Express Dry Clean Laundry on any item dropped off by 10 a.m. Make sure and ask about their three-pan dry cleaning special. Plus, each Wednesday, if you use the Express Bag, receive 25% off your total dry cleaning bill. Express Dry Clean Laundry, 901 Loop 340 in Bell Mead. Proud to support La Vega ISD administration, faculty and staff, and the Pirates and Lady Pirates. 
La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The La Vega Pirates Education Foundation was founded in 2012 to support innovative and creative educational opportunities for students and teachers in La Vega ISD. Last year, the foundation provided over $101,000 in funding through grants and initiatives. Every dollar counts, and we need yours to help reach our goals. Visit piratesfoundation.org today to see how you can give the students and teachers in La Vega ISD, the newest innovations in learning. Hurrah, Lady Pirates! American Bank has been serving Waco since 1952 and we're just getting started. Hi, I'm President and CEO Dana Hassel. Over the past few years, we've been busy investing in new technology to give you the best banking experience possible. We've also expanded our downtown branch and built two state-of-the-art buildings at our Woodway and Bellmead locations. With bright open lobbies plus fast personal interactive teller machines, everyone in Waco is now just minutes away from face-to-face banking. Visit us today and see how we're invested in serving you at American Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor women's basketball has now lost three in a row after an 87-68 decision to Kansas State. That drops Baylor into a fifth-place tie with West Virginia in the Big 12 standings. The MCC High Lassies won on the road 81-47 against Cisco. That improves the McLennan record to 22-2 on the season and 10-1 in conference play. The high school girls basketball postseason continues tonight with Midway going up against Saxe and Midlothian. Conley tangles with Taylor and Temple, and La Vega meets Houston Yates in Bryan. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.30, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom Ward and Ryan. We're glad you're with us. Wade Phillips joins us at the top of the hour to talk XFL. Right now, R.J. Choa joins us from Blog of the Boys to talk Cowboy football. R.J., good morning. We appreciate your time. All right, so free agency and the draft coming up. The Cowboys, as, as we all know, typically don't dabble a whole lot in free agency. So let's talk about the draft. What's... What's priority one, in your opinion, when it comes to this 2023 draft? Well, it's great to be with you guys. Um, you know, I'd say priority one, um, if I have to pick one, is probably wide receiver. I mean, corner, it is difficult. And that, it's not difficult in that um, they're so depleted. It's difficult in that there's really a lot of directions that they can go. And, and you're right that the Cowboys, obviously, um, are notoriously inactive in free agency. Where I will say that they are fairly active is in re-signing their own. And that's going to you know, dictate a lot of what they do need when the draft does roll around. I mean, 
depending on who they're able to bring back, I mean, that could exacerbate their need at offensive line, along the interior, um, if they need another tackle, I mean, whatever the case may be. And so, uh, but right now, as the way things stand, I'd say it's probably wide receiver or corner. From this roster right now, RJ, who do they have to bring back? You know, um, I, I know this is, is kind of a weird answer, but I don't think they're hard-pressed into any direction. I mean, you know, would it be nice if they brought back Leighton Vander Esch? Totally. Would it be nice if they brought back Tony Pollard? Absolutely. But there's nobody that if, if they walked away, if they couldn't come to terms on a deal with, um, that I feel like you would think like, well, season's over. They weren't able to bring so-and-so back. I mean, their their free agent list is, is important, and there are some serious contributors there besides Leighton and Tony. You've got – the likes of Donovan Wilson, you've got Terrence Steele is a restricted free agent. And I think people um, do overlook that a little bit. That makes it a, a much more difficult thing for him to leave the team. Um, but so, I mean, there's nobody that, that is really going to be this, this Jenga piece that you take out and, and the whole tower comes tumbling down. That's an interesting answer. Uh, talk to me about running back. If, if Let's say the Cowboys elect not to re-sign Tony Pollard. Where, do the, where does this team turn for running back help? I think that's the, the Vogue option right now, honestly. Um, you know, I, I think everybody recognizes that Tony Pollard is a really talented player. Um, but I think, number one, um, you know, it's, it's super unfortunate that this is a, a variable now, but, but it just simply is. The injury has a lot of people spooked. And I think what happened with Michael Gallup a year ago, and there are a lot of examples, that's just a, a really recent one, uh, where the, the team paid a guy and he, he didn't return to form. He wasn't the same. I think people are, are really weary of that. And so um, I think there's a, a world, and, and this made sense, um, you know, a year ago, but there, there's a world where, where Pollard's gone and they do move on from Zeke. And so who's the starting running back? I mean, you can miss me with the B. John Robinson thing, and that's, that's not because I did my learning at Texas A&M University. Uh, it's just because I, I'm not a fan of, of that idea, of that utilization of a first-round pick. Um, I know it's it's not the fourth overall pick, but I mean this team has too many needs to to be kind of you know living a life of luxury like that. And so this this is a really loaded running back class. You can find a starter on day two or day three. You do have Malik Davis. There is free agency, as we mentioned. I mean, even if you don't spend a lot, you're you're able. To, I mean, somebody like Miles Sanders is going to be a free agent, and so there is going to be um, I think a nice market for talented running backs uh, where you don't have to pay a premium on any. And so. I think it's it's some sort of supplementation of, of a, a veteran in, in free agency, Malik Davis in his second year. Rico Daddle still coming back as a, another option, by the way. And then some sort of rookie that you draft, probably on day three. With Mike McCarthy's offense, Kellen Moore gone, and Mike McCarthy taking over this offense at that position in running back, it it makes sense, though, to to not have to be painted into a corner because the running back is – not the big focal point in his scheme. Yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, I don't know that you guys could name the running backs, uh, no offense, uh, that, that were, you know, a part of his Super Bowl champion team. Uh, James Starks and Ryan Grant were kind of the, the head figures in terms of toting the ball. And, and James Starks really got hot in that postseason, uh, kind of in the way we've seen, you know, different running backs get hot. Um, over the course of the last few, you know, sort of Super Bowl runs for different teams. Um, it, it, you know, they did have Eddie Lacy, you know, throughout Mike McCarthy's career, but he's kind of the, the biggest name uh, that they ever had. Um, it was never about a, a certain name or a certain player. It was just a, a, a revolving door. It was just whoever can, can find success. And that's the McCarthy way. And I think that there are a lot of Cowboys fans who, who are kind of ready to adopt that. 
um, you know, all due respect to Zeke, he's been a wonderful player for the team and it's been a really fun era, but I think everybody's is kind of ready to move on from what they feel like is a sunk cost. And I think people are kind of really anxious to see that revolving door. Um, I think an example of how it can go is, I mean, you know, this is a team that had a hall of fame tied in forever and Jason Witten and he retired, you know, twice and everybody was like, well, what's going to happen? How are they going to, you know, figure this out? How are they going to find production? And, I mean, they did it really easily. I mean, like they, they had, you know, Dalton Schultz, who they found. Blake Drower was great. I mean, this year we're also excited about, you know, last year's fourth-round pick and Jake Ferguson and the undrafted free agent Peyton Hendershot. So um, it, it is much – it is not easy. I, I think that that gets said a lot, but it is much less difficult than you think to find talent there. Visiting with uh, R.J. Choa from Blog of the Boys. R.J., with that in mind, and again, this is pure speculation, do, do you feel like – the, the Cowboys gut this offense and install the Packer offense, the Green Bay, the, the, the Mike McCarthy offense, or is it kind of a hybrid? Do they kind of transition out of the, the Kellen Moore and, and use a little bit of Kellen's offense, a little bit of McCarthy's offense? Do they kind of blend these two, these two systems, or is it a total gut it and let's install the, the Mike McCarthy offense? Yeah, I do think it's probably living in the middle of the Venn diagram. And, and you know, there's there's a lot to work with. But I do think the, the sort of biggest influence will be, um, you know, some more West Coast air raid principles that Mike McCarthy's kind of been known for. Um, you know, Kellen Moore is somebody who I, I wouldn't say is devoted to the run game, but, but somebody who obviously prioritizes it to some degree. And, and running the football is important, don't get me wrong. Um, but, but I think McCarthy is, is here to air it out. McCarthy isn't here to punt, uh, so to speak. And, and I think that's, that's where you kind of have to live right now. And, and you can argue that that, that isn't the best uh, way to go in, in certain situations. And, and you have to be willing to adapt. Um, but, uh, you know, Shane Steichen, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator that became the, um, the Indianapolis head, coach, uh, head Colts coach this week, he had a quote in his opening press conference that I loved. Um, he was talking about running the ball, and obviously everybody feels differently about this sort of thing, but he said, you know, we're going to throw the ball, you know, to score points, and we're going to run the ball to win. And I think that that's kind of the disposition this team needs. This team sort of has that backwards. This team thinks you have to run the ball to set the tempo and to establish the run and, and establish the threat of play action. No, I mean, get, get, get airborne and, and bury your team, and then run the ball to put it away. I mean, I think everybody's fine with that. And so – um, I think that that's what we're going to see. And, and I think that you have to give Mike McCarthy that shot. If you don't see that, you know, throughout his tenure with the team, it's kind of a failure. When you look at this defensive line, is it set for the Cowboys and, and moving in the right direction with Dan Quinn being able to stay here and, and have the schemes that he has? I think the edge rushers are, are set and, and the Cowboys are fortunate to have a lot of options. Um, it is going to be interesting to see what they do along the interior. Now, they do have names. I mean, they have Neville Gallimore, who will be entering a contract year. Um, you know, they, they have kind of found talent. Jonathan Hankins was somebody who they traded for last year. Maybe they bring him back. There's a lot of people um, who want to see Deron Payne, you know, who's expected to be a free agent. We'll see what happens there. Uh, a lot of people want to see him in a Cowboys uniform, including Micah Parsons is kind of lobbying for that on, on social media. And I think that that's probably the, the biggest question is you've got to find an influencer along the interior. That is a position that there are a few that the Cowboys have, have chosen to just completely ignore for the better part of 20 years and, and just kind of dealt with, you know, guys figuring it out. And defensive tackle is one of them. And you can't live that way anymore. I mean, look at some of the more influential teams in the NFL. They have dominant defensive tackles. I mean, look at the Eagles. Look at the Rams and Aaron Donald. And, and obviously there are exceptions to that rule, and, and there are some sort of super freaks. But 
Um, I would love to see the Cowboys kind of find some some sort of big bodies, some big athlete, and, and figure it out there. And if, if they can do that, then, then everything I think is really uh, what you want it to be. Uh, but I, to your point, I do trust Dan Quinn to kind of find somebody to figure things out. RJ, you mentioned the Eagles. Uh, let, let's talk about that, the Eagles. Uh, obviously, the in the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl to Kansas City. Win the NFC East, win the NFC. How far are the Cowboys behind the Eagles? You know, I, I think that they're significantly behind them in terms of approach, right? Um, you know, this is a, an Eagles team that, you know, we're all going to play golf and they're using titanium golf clubs and pro V1s, you know what I mean? They, they're all kind of ready and, and rocking and rolling. Uh, and the Cowboys are using like, uh, what is it, like Pacifarin or whatever, like wood, you know, actual woods, um, you know, off the tee, but but still kind of, you know, Roy mcavoy this thing and, and finding a way to compete with them. And so I don't know that they're as far behind as it kind of feels like they are. Um, and, and I think that the the hope and, you know, you, you don't root for other teams to be bad. Obviously, it's, it's you know, not, not the worst thing when the Eagles are, are, are a, a bad football team, but um, we talked a lot last year about how regression was likely going to be coming for the Cowboys from a turnover standpoint. And they were the exception to that rule. That was a very strange thing. Um, there's going to be a lot of regression coming from the Eagles. And that's just life. That's just history. Um, you know, I, I, they will not be as good as they were this past season. They will not pile up all those sacks. And I know we didn't truly get to see the, the Prescott Hurts game that we all wanted to, but um, I do think the Cowboys are, are certainly built and, and certainly understand how to contend with the Eagles. But I think that that's part of their problem. I, I think that they, they do stack up well against the Eagles. They can beat the Eagles, but it's it's not about beating the Eagles. I mean, you can do that. You can win both those games, but it's about being adaptable and, and being malleable and being able to beat everybody else, whoever it else that is, is, is somebody that's going to stand in your way. And so um, I think it's a weird situation in that sense where, where they feel tall because they can beat the, the big bad Philadelphia Eagles, but um, it's, it's somebody else that is going to come in and, and kind of punch them in their mouth and shock them, and that's where they have to be willing to adjust. RJ, do you feel like Dak Prescott has to turn the corner this season? It's make or break for Dak Prescott coming up. You know, I, I do think that Dak is a little bit overhated, for lack of a better term, um, I, I mean, I, I think that this, these aren't the same situations, but I think the Las Vegas Raiders are a worse football team for cutting Derek Carr. And, and some of that is just being stuck in purgatory, right? Like, you know, well, he's a top 15 quarterback and now you don't have one of those. Like, you know, it, it sounds, you know, you know, like a bad thing. Like, oh, he's the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. That's a pretty good thing. You know, like you, you missed that when it's gone. Um, and so, I mean, I do think that Dak has to, to kind of find a way and, and the whole group does, you know, Dak McCarthy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's kind of been long enough. And, and now, you know, this past season, I do think they overachieved, but now it's going to be a matter of, look, man, everybody's expecting this from you. You have to find a way to deliver. And I, I think that they're set up to do that. And I, I would ask you guys, and I was kind of pontificating on this idea uh, and some stuff that we did this week because people do come for Dak. If you ranked all of the quarterbacks in the NFC, as they stand today, there's going to be free agency in the draft and trades and things like that. But I think we're all willing to say Jalen Hurts is number one. Fine. Who's number two? Who's, who's the second best quarterback in the entire NFC? I have a difficult time putting anybody else ahead of Dak Prescott. Yeah, I, I think it'd be difficult because the numbers that he puts up. Maybe not, right. so, maybe not winning the big game, but number-wise, you'd have to put him there. 
and, and so it's a, it's a difficult plight, right? I mean, like, I understand, like, that doesn't answer everything. That doesn't, you know, make up for everything. And, and so there are deficiencies in his game, and there are deficiencies in everybody's game. But, I mean, I, I do think that's important context to kind of realize what you have. I mean, you know, the, the third best quarterback in the conference is probably Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a, a top-heavy group in a weird way like that right now. And, again, we'll see what the offseason brings. But you're talking about right now you have the second-best quarterback in the conference, arguably. And on some days, he might be the best. I mean, like, you know, we'll see what – Jalen Hurts was wonderful this season and in the Super Bowl. But we'll see what he looks like, you know, now that the pressure is on. Um, and so I, I, it's, it's a very, very strange place. It's, it's a mix of people being ungrateful and a mix of Dak Prescott needing to find another way to deliver more. And that's, that's an unfair way to put it, but that's the way sports go. RJ, what are you working on for blogging the boys? Well, besides, um, you know, stirring up controversy and asking people where they would rank Dak, uh, <laughs> um, we're just kind of, um, you know, starting to make our way through the off season, figure out the most important free agents for the Cowboys to retain figure out ones that are likely to lose ones that they, they could maybe could follow Kellen more to the chargers um, and just kind of doing a little bit of a post-mortem. We're in that part of everything. Uh, I will say though, that we're enjoying this reality much more than we would have had the Philadelphia Eagles find a way to win the Super Bowl. So it's nice to not hate everything that we're doing for uh, the next six or seven months. As always, buddy, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. That is uh, RJ Ochoa, blogging the boys. It is 745. We're 15 away from 8. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to Lawrence to take on Kansas this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers. Only see dealer for details. Richard Carr's lot is loaded with new GMC Sierra trucks, and they have got to go. A hardcore work truck with a luxury interior. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road. Right now, step up to a premium-grade Sierra SLT crew cab and save thousands. Or get 2.9% financing with no payments for 90 days on most Sierra 1500s in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home your GMC Sierra from Richard Carr today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. Come join ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show as we'll be broadcasting live from the newly opened Fish City Grill in Waco on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Come celebrate that Tuesday at Fish City Grill. Happy hour 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Enjoy ice-cold beer, cold margaritas, and discounted appetizers like fried pickles, shrimp nachos, cheeseburgers, even oysters. Fat Tuesday, February 21st with ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley, 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Goodfeet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. 
Keep up with La Vega Lady Pirates basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. The next time you have an overnight stay in Waco for business or pleasure, remember to book a friendly Bellmead and Waco area hospitality option. The Holiday Inn and Suites Waco Northwest, Best Western Inn, Quality Inn, Days Inn, and Econa Lodge will all welcome you to Central Texas and make your stay memorable. These properties are all located at the Interstate 35 and North Loop 340 intersection and are conveniently located to attractions such as Baylor University, Magnolia Market and Silos, and Cameron Park Zoo. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor women's basketball has now lost three in a row after an 87-68 decision to Kansas State. That drops Baylor into a fifth-place tie with West Virginia in the Big 12 standings. The MCC Highlassies won on the road 81-47 against Cisco. That improves the McLennan record to 22-2 on the season and 10-1 in conference play. The high school girls basketball postseason continues tonight with Midway going up against Saxe and Midlothian. Conley tangles with Taylor and Temple. And La Vega meets Houston Yates in Bryan. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. So some numbers came out from Super Bowl 57 this past week with the viewership. Uh, the uh, viewership for the Super Bowl on Fox across all the platforms that are on Fox TV, Fox Deportes, and streaming, 113.1 million viewers on average watched Super Bowl 57, making it the third most watched television event of all time. Time behind Super Bowl 49 at one and Super Bowl 50 51 is the second most watched of all time and that number peaked because we talked about it last week it peaked at 118 during the halftime show mm-hmm. with Rihanna and then so yes uh, the Super Bowl 57 this past Sunday was the third most watched television event of all time and with baseball starting back up here Pretty soon, I just dug up and found some uh, cool MLB facts. Did you know that the longest at-bat in Major League Baseball history took place in 2018 when in a game between the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Angels, Jamie Berea, the pitcher, was going against uh, San, Fr- San Francisco's shortstop, Brandon Belt, and the pitch count, or the at-bat went 21 pitches. Oh, my. 21 pitches, and it ended in a pot fly. In that one, so 21 pitches, the longest kind of anticlimactic, bad. isn't it? I mean, 21 <laughs> pitch, yeah. And then you go, oh, okay, just hit a little flare. And on a yearly basis, it is calculated that each each major league baseball team, not just the entire league, per team, they go through 850,000 baseballs per season. And the lifespan for one major league baseball is six pitches. Well, here's what I don't get, and and, and they started this 
a, a while back. If a ball is hit on the ground to the second baseman, he throws to first. They get an out. They throw it back to the pitcher, right? If a ball comes in pitch, a pitch ball comes in, and it's in the dirt, hits the ground, they throw it out. What's the difference? I, I don't know. And Are the, you telling me that that ball was scuffed so bad that it's going to cause the hitter not to be able to hit the ball? I don't think so. Why do they throw them out? Ward, answer that for me. I can't. I don't know. that. <laughs> I mean, maybe because the spin – that the pitcher puts on it and the velocity, the way it hits the dirt, I puts a bigger scuff on it. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If it touches the ground during the during the pitched, during you know while it during the sequence of pitches, they throw it out. And now the catcher doesn't even let the umpire look at it. He just tosses it to the dugout. No wonder you go through so many stinking baseballs. You yeah. know how, do you know how much those things cost? They don't care. No, because you and I are paying for it. Right. And all those balls are hand-stitched, aren't they? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, I just know they're very expensive. Yes. Eight or nine dollars a baseball, something like that. Yeah, 850,000 baseballs per team per season. That's a lot. And then, the did you know that the longest baseball game in MLB history occurred in 1984 in a 7-6 game between the Chicago White Sox and the Milwaukee Brewers lasted 25 innings. And I think it, they had to suspend the game yes. and come back and finish it. So on, on uh, it, it took a total of eight hours and six minutes over the course of two days. It was, I believe it was a 7, seven o'clock first pitch on a Friday night, and the game was still going. And at the time, the American League had a rule that if a game is still being played – after 1 a.m., it has to be suspended and picked up uh, at a later time. They picked up the game the next day and played four more innings, going to the 25th inning, and the White Sox finally walked it off against the Brewers 7-6. to six. And it was incredible. 25 innings. I can't even imagine that. That's almost three full games worth in one matchup. And then also finally... I was at a game that was 18 innings one time. Were you really? Mm-hmm. When was that? Oakland Athletics and Texas Rangers. Did you leave? No. They threw the whole thing. There you go. The Good temple. baseball fan. And finally, did you know that the fastest pitch ever recorded in Major League Baseball occurred in 1974 by Nolan Ryan while he was pitching for the Angels' 108.1 mile per hour fastball he clocked in during that ball game. So Nolan Ryan with the fastest recorded pitch in Major League Baseball history, 108 miles an hour. All right, there you go. Uh, a couple of quick notes here from the CNC Collision Center text line. JB says, I would take Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, and Geno Smith over Dak out of the NFC. All right. We were we were just we we were looking at the list just a moment ago uh of NFC quarterbacks. And here's another one. Uh, Let's see. Leon says uh, they think that because the pitcher would have a better grip because the ball will move like a curveball dancing. I just, the way these fields are manicured now, are they really getting that scuffed up? I don't know. I mean, if you see a baseball that's scuffed up, you throw it out. Well, the dirt around the plate is, is always less stable than the infield. Well, and they, they, and they keep it wet. I mean, they they like to keep that that compacted. 
around home plate. I don't know. It, it's interesting to me. They didn't do that. They didn't have. They haven't always done that, but they they certainly have now. I mean, if that ball hits that ground, it's out of there. <laughs> All right, uh, seven fifty-five. We're five away from eight. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We're brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. Uh, folks, you can uh, you can go buy Morrison's Gifts in their new store. They got a new store. They've moved two doors down. There's a song in there, isn't there? Two doors down. Uh, so they moved two doors down uh, from their previous location in the uh, Brazos Square Shopping Center, and they've got a fantastic new store. Uh, Sally's done a great job. She's if she can keep Mark out of the way, she'll get everything put away and get the get the store in order. But no, they they've got a great store and they got some great uh, great deals for you at uh, Morrison's Gifts. And, and we're talking about uh, John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and and purses and key rings and candles and jewelry, and all kinds of stuff. And there it's available at Morrison's Gifts. So if you're looking for a maybe an anniversary gift or a birthday gift, or maybe a gift just because that it's Morrison's Gifts, 4308 West Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking men's and women's basketball, baseball, and softball. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Kickoff 2023 with a bang at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, and here on ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, beginning with Baylor women's basketball, back home in the Farrell Center on Saturday. Yeah, women home, the uh, play for K game, and uh, 5 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, as you mentioned, against Iowa State. And, uh, you know, last time we played at Iowa State, uh, big win on the road. Um, I think that was a, a double header for, for Iowa State. And so uh, their arena was packed, and uh, it will be a tough game uh, this upcoming Saturday. We need uh, as many Baylor fans as, uh, as we can in the Farrell Center. Good. And the men uh, tied for first place in the league standings now, playing for first place against Kansas. Yeah. You think about how we started the season 0-3 and, and just the uh, the fight, the the scratch, the claw back. And, uh, you know, now tied for first, three-way tie. And, you know, this obviously uh, upcoming game, 3 o'clock in Lawrence, uh, big game, national game, game day, ESPN game day will be there. And so 
uh, excited about uh, excited about that opportunity. And then here at home, uh, let's go outdoors a little bit. Baseball <laughs> season begins, and softball plays at home for the first time. Yeah, it's uh, that time of year where we've got all of the all of the spring sports. Uh, in full swing, and so uh, no pun intended. Uh, you got that right. But I'm pumped. <laughs> I did. But uh, it's um, time for for both of them to begin softball. You know, actually began last weekend uh, at the UNLV tournament out in Vegas and went four and one. So great start to the season, and now back home this uh, this weekend in the Gitterman Classic, Friday through Sunday, and so. Um, again, first opportunity for uh, for them to play here in front of our fans. And then baseball, opening weekend for baseball, Central Michigan. By the way, is a very good um, club, made the regionals last year. And uh, uh, just a note here, and I didn't didn't realize this, celebrating the 25th season at Baylor, Baylor, uh, Baylor uh, Ballpark. So, um, and that will, uh, we're giving away pennants on Saturday. So, uh, a great opportunity to uh to watch some uh, home events outdoors this weekend. Thanks, Mac. And that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, straight up and down, 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom Ward and Ryan, your first word in sports. On this, what, Thursday morning? Yeah, Thursday, as we uh, roll towards the weekend. And we're brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Let's talk some football. Let's talk some XFL with the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks, Coach Wade Phillips. Coach, first of all, good morning. Thanks for your time. Coach, why did you choose to to get back into football and, and to take on this this project? Well, number one, I love football, you know, and uh, I've had a lot of experience. But um, And number two, my wife wanted me out of the house. So. <laughs> Coach, you, you talk about XFL, you talk about whatever league it is, NFL. Football is football, and for you – is it more about the players? Is it more about the scheme? What what is what is the first thing you do when you walk in an office? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's about people. You know, it's about the players, about the coaches, and and you know that that feeling you get, uh, that camaraderie you get from from playing or coaching football is is unique, I think. And so, um, you know, I love it and I enjoy it. Uh, Coach, a different thing about this XFL League is that all teams within the league train and practice in the same city. How, how different has that approach been in your in your practices and your training of your players? How has your approach differed with all, te- all teams training in the same city? It's not, uh, it's not a whole lot different. Um, you know, you have access to uh, uh, more facilities than you would normally have, and uh, we have – uh, more medical facilities and for the players, uh, you know, it helps in all that area. But it's still just practice and training camp, really. 
you know, I've been through a lot of training camps, and uh, this was similar to that as far as, you know, football. We're, we're getting a football team ready to play. Obviously, Coach, the goal is to win football games. It doesn't matter what league it is. But do you have some specific goals for these players and these and these some of these young coaches that you have on your staff? Yeah, I mean, we, as far as team team goals, yeah, you want to win. Number one, you don't want to win. But uh, yeah, we we actually looked at um, the XFL the first time and took the stats from there and, and uh, decided you know what the top teams were top two teams and we want to be in the you know in the top two as far as yardage um, uh, you know all those things we took all those things together and, and said uh, you know these are our goals to make so many yards a game to, to stop them from to get so many turnovers all, all those things that you normally do when you look at what you have to accomplish in in each game do you have the same type of goals that you would have on your goal board whether it be High school, college, NFL—those goals don't change a whole lot from from each level, do they? No, they don't. I mean, it's uh, uh, it, yeah. You you just go through the uh, stats from whatever stats you have and try to try to say, hey, the, the good teams do this. Turnovers is in every league is a uh, is a vital uh, statistic that you. You know, if you're a plus one or plus two or plus three in a game, uh, you're gonna you're gonna win more games that way. Visiting with uh, Wade Phillips, the uh, head coach of the uh, Houston Roughnecks. Coach, what was the process like putting your staff together uh, for for this football team? Yeah, I mean, it's I've been a head coach, uh, you know, three times in the NFL, so I've done it before, and, and it's pretty similar. You try to get top people that you can get. Um, uh, you know, and, and through experience and, and knowing uh, people and then and knowing good coaches, uh, you know, I was able to get a, a really good staff. Coach, during workouts, when you look at your players out there that you have on this team, are there some that get you excited for the offense or excited for the defense? Yeah, we have several guys, I think. You know, I mean, their goal and our goal as a league is to try to help these guys live their dream, which would be to to play in the NFL. So, uh, and we have, we have several guys, quite a few, I think that have a chance, you know, and, and we're trying to coach them and, and help them, you know, develop, develop to try to get to that goal. Coach, tell us a little bit about uh, the Baylor kid, Raleigh Tejada and how he's, uh, how he's coming along for you. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, uh, I, I'm sure uh, a lot of you are familiar with him, but uh, he's a really smart kid that um, is athletic. Is you know he's a starting corner and uh, and he can play cornerback. And I think you know again he can show his talent and hopefully you know take a step to the next league. When you get the opportunity to get out there on game day and make those game day adjustments and and work with your staff. Is that the funnest part about it? I, I know it's fun to watch these kids grow and, and understand that they're trying to get to that next level and improve their game on a daily basis, but there's nothing quite like game day and getting in there and making those in-game adjustments and having those chess matches and those challenges. Yeah, that's a great part of coaching-wise is making those decisions, but watching them play and see if, see if the things that you're try, trying to teach are, are getting – you know, getting to carry over to the players and how they play the game. And then, 
you know, football fun, you know, you have to have fun. I mean, that's what I tell them, too. I mean, if you're not having fun, with it, then you shouldn't be doing this. And so it's the, the fun part, obviously, is winning. But also the fun part is playing the game and, and being excited about playing the game and trying to win. How do you prep this first game? You don't have – I guess you don't have a whole lot on Orlando. How, how do you go about prepping for this first game? and Or will there just be a ton of in-game adjustments that you're going to have to make? Well, there obviously will, there will be a lot of in-game adjustments, uh, especially uh, since uh, we had an ice storm and we really hadn't scrimmaged against anybody, so so we hadn't seen, uh, you know, what offense they're going to run or what defense they're going to run. But but the key to it is what you do. You know, uh, I mean, if you're good enough at what you do, then then the other team, yeah, you need to make adjustments on them, but. But we can execute what we do offensively, defensively, and special teams. Well, that's that's the first thing is is teaching them uh, the things that you do and, and have them do them really, really well. That's what a good team does. Coach, you mentioned watching your players all of a sudden understanding what you're asking them to do on game day. We used to always call it light bulb moments, watching the, the guys back and, and wondering when that light bulb moment is going to be. And when you see that – it just puts a smile on your face because they're a different player after that. Is it the same on this level that you're looking for those light bulb moments to understand now he gets it and he's a different player from here on out? Yeah, more so in, in this game because, again, we we haven't had any games. You know, we're just going on practice. You know, and, and as you know, I mean, there's some guys are good practice players, but they are not don't play as well in the game and vice versa. You know, we've had guys that, we didn't think we we're going to be a good player, and we we're outstanding players when they when the lights came on when the game started. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if those light bulbs turn on. Saturday night, seven thirty against Orlando down in Houston. Hey, coach, thanks so much. We appreciate your time and wish you the best of luck uh, on Saturday and this season. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun. Come out and watch it. Have a great day, coach. Thanks so much. That's uh, Wade Phillips, the uh, head coach. Can't wait. I know. It, it you know, it kind of got me jazzed up. I'm ready to go. Told you this is going to be a fun league. And, and you know, they're they're going to – he just told you. They're going to turn it loose. They're going to let them have fun. Uh, and they're going to try to get guys yeah, to the to the, to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of what they're going to do. But I was looking at his coaching staff. Or see if you uh, – it, 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 it amazes me, you know, about relationships. Of course, Wade Phillips is the head coach. Now, this is not the entire list. Brian Stewart, who was his defensive coordinator in Dallas mm-hmm. when, when he was the head coach of the Cowboys, is his defensive coordinator in the XFL. Uh, he was with them in the Chargers, too. Yeah, Andre Girard, who, is, uh, who played, what, nine years for the Cowboys? Yep. Center? He, he, he's on the coaching staff. Remember a guy by the name of Jack Pardee? Yeah, his son's on the staff. Grandson. Since grandson, uh, Peyton Pardee is, is, is on that coaching staff. I mean, it's just kind of a cool deal how you – how you how you put these these staffs together based off of relationships, based off of your needs, your coaching staff needs, and and things like that. But uh, really, really kind of a cool deal. XFL. Now, are there are is the quality of player going to be as high in the XFL as it is in the USFL? I don't know. Just I I have no idea. I I think. I mean, is it a bid war for these players? I I think it's just. You know, where these guys get lucky enough to land, I don't think one is ahead of the other right now. Will it 
eventually become that. I don't know. I, I think right now the USFL has the stamp of goodwill with the NFL, so maybe that puts them a little bit ahead. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the XFL has been been dormant for so long. You know, is is this a di- now? Look, when the XFL first came out, mm-hmm. it it was just more or less a show, and it it's changed even before the pandemic. It was it was still some pretty good football, and so I'm interested to see if it picks up where it left off. If it if it go ahead and be becomes more of a real football game. Now, the XFL brought us some stuff, like the spider cam and things like that. That came from the XFL into the NFL. That was where it originated. So it brought some things to the game, but it was still more of the WWE show. I mean, they all had nicknames on their back, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was mm-hmm. it was a little bit silliness. Yeah. That, this last time the XFL was here, it was more mainstream and more in line. So I I think that it's going to stay that way or you wouldn't have coaches like Wade Phillips and Bob Stoops and, and the coaches that they have in this. So I'm real interested, and you heard Coach Phillips just say, hey, we're trying to help these guys get to right. the next level. So that tells me that it's being taken more seriously l- like it was before the pandemic. and. I think it's going to be good football. I don't know if one's going to be ahead of the other. Well, it's. I think it's more of a, a wait-and-see kind of situation. Here's why I think, and by the way, on, on our CNC Collision Center text line, Corey says, hashtag, he hates me. Uh, that, that, that was one of the nicknames. That was one of the names, yeah, absolutely. Here's where I think the XFL wisely made some decisions as far as putting their schedule together. They are writing – right off of the NFL Super Bowl into the start of their season. Seven days, and you're, or six days actually, and you're playing regular season XFL games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're taking the momentum of the Super Bowl. Fans, what, you had 113 minutes? Now, I'm not saying 113 minutes you're going to watch the XFL. But for those football fans that had a blast last Sunday and are looking for some football, this and look, in that Super Bowl, Fox promoted the XFL like crazy. They promoted the XFL and 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 we'll see. But coming off of that, coming off of the the Super Bowl, six days later, you're playing your regular season games. I think that's pretty smart on how they scheduled the the start of this season. Now, mm-hmm. do they carry that momentum into it? I don't know. You at the end of the day, you're still going to have to have a good product. If if it's not good football, people are not going to watch it. I mean, they're not just going to watch it. Boring, bad. Football. If it's good football, high quality football, competitive football, got a chance. I think it has a chance. I think it's going to be fun. So we'll find out. Uh, it all starts and again, uh, and look for it. the way they the way they position this thing. There's four teams in the South. Three of those four teams are in the state of Texas. You can immediately kind of create those little robberies: Arlington, Houston, San Antonio, and they're all bus rides. So from a from a expense standpoint, you know it's 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 going to work out, but it also may create those those Texas City robberies. Now you have you throw Orlando in there, and that's kind of that's kind of the oddball in this deal. But 
you've got three cities in the state that are going to have these these XFL teams, and you can create those rivalries between Arlington, San Antonio, and Houston. So we'll we'll see. I think that's. I don't think that was by mistake. <laughs> That's that was that, that wasn't. A, oh look, we've got three teams in Texas. No, that was that was by design, and and, and the way that they put them in the South and put them together, and they're going to try to. Cre- I guarantee they're going to try to create, you know, that that rivalry situation. So it'll be fun to watch, and, and it's the XFL. And we were talking about it yesterday. You you were going through some of the head coaches. They've got some people. Oh, they do. Bob Stoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod, Rod Woodson. Yeah, Rod Woodson. Heinz Ward. Jim Haslett, who used to be the head coach of the Saints. Yeah, they've got names. So they've. It's not just Fred and Joe. You know, after work at you know, going over there and, and coaching some football. But it, it's so we'll see. I don't know. I guess the big question is, will the football fan that that what we call a P one that that pure football enthusiast will he and she he and or she make the transition to a winter league then into a spring league with the usfl i I know a lot of my friends and some of my coaching friends are planning on going to arlington to watch the renegades well how about that that's good stuff yeah Uh, let's hope all right uh 816 we're 16 after eight this is game time on espn central texas presented by alan samuels dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, Ted Teague and his group doing a great job. Where the uh, where the uh, kickoff of the 2023, you can do it with a bang. And you can do it at Allen Samuels. During the President's Day sale, you can get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% financing for 72 months. Man, that is Unbelievable financing, 1.9 for 72 months. On second and third row options, that's right, 1.9% financing for 72 months plus rebates. And how about a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with uh, 20, with uh, tw- with uh, 23, excuse me, with $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to the, for those uh, first responders. It, that's just a couple of the great deals going on at Allen Samuels. 201 West Loop 340. They're just down from Highway 84. If you got a question, give them a call, 772-1000, or check them out online at allensamuelsdcj.com. That's allensamuelsdcj.com. Ted Teague and his staff ready to uh, work with you today on a brand-new vehicle at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball home this weekend hosting the Gatterman Classic. Games Friday at 3 versus Stephen F. Austin. Saturday at 3 versus Longwood. Sunday at noon hosting Oklahoma. And Sunday at 2 versus Army. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 1045 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield, eligibility, and qualification supply. Member NCUA. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. The Bellmead Chamber of Commerce is proud to support the La Vega High School girls basketball team as they make their UIL playoff run to the state championship. The city of Bellmead is growing, and the Bellmead Chamber of Commerce is partnering with the city to make Bellmead a place for people to call home, as well as a place for visitors to come eat, shop, stay, and enjoy. Each year, the Bellmead Chamber of Commerce supports La Vega ISD through scholarships for graduating seniors. The Bellmead Chamber of Commerce says, Go Lady Pirates! Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. 8.22, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Was that fun or what, fellas? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Talking to a legend, Wade Phillips. That's cool. Good stuff. And now... Good morning. <laughs> Not even two uh, words, Tom. No. Can I can I read a couple of texts? Go, go ahead. Corey says, because <laughs> we were talking about the XFL and the USFL. Corey says, 
Uh, people will watch average football. Cowboys draw high numbers every year. <laughs> That's true. And Grumpy follows it up with, let me find it. People watch the Cowboys every year. People will watch bad football. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I, we'll, we'll all give it a shot. I'm all over it. I think we should take a road trip and go to an actual game. Go. I'm in. It's in I'm Arlington. Not go, I'm not going to Arlington. Uh, let's go. Road trip. Hey, and we can stop at a Waffle House on the way. <laughs> yes. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, Ryan's Waffle House. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> Leon says a new legend on the radio. A new legend? I don't know. I don't He's know. talking about Coach Phillips. He's not a new legend. He's a legend. I don't know. Let's think about what he means. I don't we'll digest know. that. Let's digest we'll, that. We'll ponder that one. <laughs> oh, yes, let's ponder it. <laughs> By the way, Ryan, baseballs are hand-stitched. Are they really? They are hand-stitched. You looked that up? On the Googles. In fact, I did I did something on it not too long ago. Ward's over here shaking his head. <laughs> They're hand-stitched. I don't know how they do that. That's a big stitch. How much do they cost? I think about eight fifty a piece. I don't know. With inflation, it might be more than that. Ten fifty, twelve fifty. They're an average baseball, like well, a real baseball. Yeah, a real baseball. A real baseball, because you know they have those fake baseballs. That are twenty four ninety five. That's not bad, right? Or is that a lot? Twenty four ninety five a ball. Yep. Oh, I guess that's a, is that a lot. Was that like for sale or the ones they use in the game? This is on the Rawlings website. Wow. That's the official Major League Baseball. I guess wow. that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. And they only Multiply last like- that by a dozen, and sometimes they only last one pitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they get them cheaper than that. They get it wholesale, not retail, I'm sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to remember how much I, when I was in the sporting goods business, how much I used to sell them for, and I can't remember. I thought that, I didn't think it I was I thought it was about 100 bucks a dozen. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. All right. But what anyway. do you got for us? Okay. This sport is coming from Germany. Some of you are going to say that's not really a sport, but I think it is. It's called sport hawking. Sport hawking. Okay. It was invented in 2007 by Michael and Stephen Lanschutz. And what it is, <laughs> it's a barstool sport game. It's a barstool that is covered like in rubber material and they do, you perform tricks on it, you juggle, kind of like the skateboarders do. You know, you can go down a, like a stair rail or flip off a, what, a ledge or something. And you do all, <laughs> don't look like that. You, it's, think about it. It's oh, I, I am. And, but here's the thing. You so have we've to, all done this back in the day. Yes. But, <laughs> and we didn't know it was a sport. Right. But Staying if, on the bar stool was the sport. Well, here's the thing. When you're done with your routine, you have to bounce the bar stool, land, and sit on it and not fall over. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I saw that last weekend at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. They say this. This sport requires careful balance incredible core strength and hours of practice to master and once you're good at it you look great but until that point <laughs> woman man or child trying will fall off a stool and increasingly <laughs> increasingly hurt themselves and be hilarious i don't know in other words 
practice, practice, practice. But how you look it up. It's Ryan's got it on the screen. How do you practice falling off a bar stool? <laughs> well, you, you clearly know how to do that. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. You you flip it, you twirl it. I guess you roll on it. Because it's not like it's a stool, like a seat with four legs. It's rounded. Like you got to round on the top, round on the bottom. And looking at this, the, the <laughs> stool is a, it's only about two feet tall. But still, I mean, still, it's, look it up, Lord. It's kind of cool. What do you think, Ryan? It's a cool sport. That's not it's, a sport. It's an extreme sport. That's a, not a sport. Do they consider skateboarding an extreme sport? Yes. Okay. It's the same thing. It's just not this on wheels. This is a activity. You they, do drinking they have beer. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could. But they have competitions. I don't think they have like an association federation We could have thing. a competition, but we can't call it a sport. <laughs> That's right. Screw that. But, I mean, I think you it's kind of cool. You have a quarter. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are funny this morning. How much coffee have y'all had? Not nearly enough. None. <laughs> Nobody will bring me any. I'll go get you some. What do you, you take it black? Any way I can get it. Cream sugar. <laughs> Anyways, I think Family it's a cool show. sport. I think you should look at it. I think it'd be fun. We could we could order one of those things somewhere, I think, and try it. Oh, we could. <laughs> or we could pretend like we never heard this. And Why? This is a great sport. I think you can this get hurt. Be, oh, I'm sure. In a bad way. I'm sure. I would just like sit and roll on it. I think you could sing it. soprano. <laughs> Depending on how you landed. Yes. But it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. There's probably some teenagers out there that are going to go try this. Well, I'm Don't sure. Don't try this at I'm home. Sure. <laughs> All right, Steph. Thanks. Right. Put a warning sticker on it. Yeah. Good luck. How about that one, huh? All right. Uh, it is 828. Bryce Cherry's coming up next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. But they made a big deal out of, sorry, unlike other courses, we don't allow mulligans here. And I hit off the first tee box, the guy without missing a beat, the first tee marshal slash announcer says, Mr. Mosley, take another one. You hit it so bad that they gave you a mulligan, even though they don't <laughs> yeah, give mulligans. Yeah. yeah, they don't allow mulligans at Pebble Beach. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Express Dry Clean Laundry is family-owned and operated and is proud to serve Bellmead and Waco area customers. They offer same-day service Monday through Friday at Express Dry Clean Laundry on any item dropped off by 10 a.m. Make sure and ask about their three-pant dry cleaning special. Plus, each Wednesday, if you use the Express bag, receive 25% off your total dry cleaning bill. Express Dry Clean Laundry, 901 Loop 340 in Bell Mead. Proud to support La Vega ISD administration, faculty and staff, and the Pirates and Lady Pirates. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. 
And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili can queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta where passion is the most important ingredient. 24-month lease with 5200 down for qualified buyers only. Lease and price and stock number 21047. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers only. See dealer for details. Dozens of 2023 Buick Envisions are on the lot and priced to move at Richard Car Buick. Envision is a luxury SUV without the luxury price. Experience the quiet escape of a Buick Envision with a test drive today. Lease payments start at $269 a month or save $3,000 on purchase. Log on now or get here now and take home a new 2023 Buick Envision today from Richard Carr. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The felony domestic violence charges against former Texas basketball coach Chris Beard have been dismissed because the alleged victim wishes not to prosecute. Baylor women's basketball has now lost three in a row after an 87-68 decision to Kansas State. That drops Baylor into a fifth-place tie with West Virginia in the Big 12 standings. The MCC High Lassies won on the road 81-47 against Cisco. That improves the McLennan record to 22-2 on the season and 10-1 in conference play. The high school girls basketball postseason continues tonight with Midway going up against Saxe and Midlothian. Conley tangles with Taylor and Temple. And La Vega meets Houston Yates in Bryan. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. 833, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Boy, we've had fun this morning. We've done a little bit of everything. We've had RJ Achua on talking NFL football. We just had Wade Phillips on the program talking XFL. And now we talk some college and high school hoops with Bryce Cherry, the uh, sports editor of the Waco Trib. Bryce, good morning. How are we doing today? Just fine. How about you guys? Not bad. Not bad. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, Bryce, a- another tough one for Nikki Collin and the Baylor women last night with Kansas State shooting 60% from the field, 80% in the third quarter. That's, that's just tough to overcome. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you're not going to win many games when the, the opponent shoots 60%. I mean, that's just uh, off the charts. It had been – uh, 21 years or no, let's see, 20, 2001, I guess, 22 years. Uh, the last time Baylor, um, allowed a team to shoot 60% from the field. Uh, yeah, you, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. And, um, honestly, Baylor's offense wasn't a whole lot better than that. I mean, they stuck with K state for a while in the first half and then, uh, the Wildcats went on a run, 
there at the end of the second quarter and Baylor had to play catch up the rest of the way and just couldn't make stops. I mean, you know, uh, and they're, they're just kind of a mess right now. I mean, uh, both ends of the court um, and, you know, they've got a tough Iowa state team coming in here on, uh, on Saturday. So, you know, it, uh, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. We we were talking about it this morning. No, Sarah Andrews, had enough sh- another tough shooting night. She was uh, 0 for 6 from the f- from the field from three point land. Caitlin Bickle stays in foul trouble. So players you depend on on the offensive end and on the defensive end really weren't weren't available for you for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to me, uh, as much as they are a balanced team, they still need Sarah Andrews to be Sarah Andrews. Mm-hmm. From a, you know, e- even on nights where she might have a little bit of a, a rough shooting game, I mean, um, you know, she's got to get to the cup and, and, you know, just make things happen. And uh, her mid-range game was okay last y- y- yesterday. But like you said, the three-point shot just wasn't there. I felt like Baylor was jacking up some threes just because they were behind. So, you know, that plays into it. And then you mentioned Bickle. I mean, she was just a magnet for the whistle last night. Um, you know, in the second half, played all of three minutes. You know, she she uh, got two quick ones at the start of the third quarter, went and sat forever and got back in the game, and it took her two minutes to foul out. So uh, they got to have Bickle on the court because they're infinitely better when she is. How do they get this thing turned around? I mean, part of it is, uh, you know, as simple as just they got to play better. Uh, they got to shoot better. They're they're such a streaky shooting team. But at the same time, um, you know, some of some of shooting um, is made easier by just the execution of your offense. And uh, Nikki Collin, I mean, definitely talks a lot of nuts and bolts of basketball. And she will often mention that, you know, when we, when we get a paint touch on an offensive set, um, you know, our three point shooting is so much better. And, uh, and it, it is the case. I mean, so they've got to, uh, you know, just calm down for one thing. Um, I, I think the, uh, there's no question the loss to Oklahoma was an absolute gut punch um, because, you know, and we talked about that one, but I mean, it, you know, just to have that one won against a ranked team, you know, to have a chance to go, you know, two and O against the Sooners that, you know, it, it was all there and then you let it get away. And I think that, uh, you know, was compounded by when they went to Stillwater, I think they were punch drunk, you know, I think they were just still reeling and, um, you know, you would think that by now that would be kind of over that, but uh, sometimes when it starts to spiral the wrong way, it can, you know, it can really get away from you. So, uh, like I said, they've got to they've got to catch their breath, and they need some leaders to step up and say, "Hey, man, we got to we've got to stop this before it gets really out of hand." And I'm not going to use this as an excuse, but just out of curiosity, in your opinion, you've seen this team and you covered this team for a long time. How different would this team look if Asia Blackwell and Dre Edwards, for that matter, are, are available and playing minutes for this team? Very, very different. I mean, uh, to me, 
you know, Nikki never intended to play the freshman as many minutes as she has talking about Bella Fontaroy and Dariana little page bugs lately, Kyla Abraham's gotten in there and gotten a, a few more minutes. Um, so, you know, it would look extremely different. I mean, those were two all SEC players, you know, last year and, and, uh, you know, legit proven players, uh, that can score, that can rebound. I remember watching, um, you know, Trey Edwards in the, in the preseason in practice and just going, Oh my gosh, she just knows what to do out there. You know, I mean, she, she would kind of be, uh, another Bickle in that regard. So, yeah, I mean, they would they would look a lot different. And I wrote in the column the other day, that's one area where you have to give um, Baylor some grace. Uh, that said, uh, everyone has to deal with, you know, injuries, absences, that kind of thing. I, I think UConn would be a lot different if they had Paige Beckers. So. High school girls basketball UIL tournament underway and uh, several teams in the area get a bi-district championship. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, some not so surprising. And, and then, you know, to me, uh, maybe just the most surprising result of the bi-district round was probably Teague knocking off Lorena. That was a four seed over uh, one seed. <laughs> you know, that was uh, that was a surprising result. I mean, uh, Teague managed to hold Lorena to 28 points. Um, so obviously not a, a great offensive night for the Lady Leopards. Um, but they're, you know, they're just very consistent usually. And so that, that was kind of a, a surprising result and, and give it up for Lawrence Gillette and the Teague Lady Lions. Uh, Gillette used to coach at Marlin and, uh, this is his first year over there at Teague. So big win. Um, you know, we'll see if they can keep it going, but, um, you know, then, then you have your kind of your old faithfuls like <laughs> La Vega and Fairfield, uh, you know, give it up for the, the Conley lady cadets. They're having a, a nice season. Uh, you know, there's, there's multiple teams still, uh, playing, but, um, you know, like I said, some of them, we expect to play a while. We're, we're going to have La Vega and Yates tonight. Uh, is, is, is Yates going to be how good Will Yates compete against La Vegas, I guess is my question. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to challenge La Vega enough to, uh, you know, to really, um, you know, put put any nervousness in them. I, I, I think, you know, the the tougher games for La Vega will come later on. I, I like what Marcus Willis did with this team in terms of scheduling you know, they didn't go play in like the, the MT Rice, and this is no knock on MT Rice, but they went and played at, you know, in the holidays in one of the best tournaments in the state and, you know, played like not just <clears throat> like 5A and 6A teams, but they played some teams from out of state <clears throat> and, you know, some of the better teams in the country. They took a few losses in that tournament, but, you know, I think that helps you, you know, playing that kind of competition. So I'm not sure they're going to be intimidated by Houston Yates. You got to bring it every night. And, and one thing that La Vega does is they're just relentless with their press. And, you know, I mean, that wears teams down. I mean, so uh, that's, that's one of the things they've got going for them. Also keeping everybody busy, softball and baseball, by the way, get started this weekend as well in high school. 
Yeah, no doubt. I uh, had a kind of a softball preview in today's uh, paper. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to be really good <laughs> in Central Texas once again. Um, you know, uh, the teams I kind of mentioned in in that uh, in there is, you know, ones that certainly can make it to Austin are, you know, teams like Mid- Midway, uh, Lake Belton, um, Lorena, Crawford, obviously Crawford, you know, coming off of the state championship. Uh, but even some teams like uh, Bremond is state ranked. Uh, Conley is coming off a season in which they had their first playoff win in, in a decade and uh, made the regional quarterfinals. Uh, so, you know, and they've got some super syntax girls back. So, you know, they're, they're looking strong. Uh, it's going to be a fun year again in high school softball around here. It always is pretty strong. And, uh, you know, we just have a lot of players. I, I don't know what it is about softball, but, Maybe it's the little league programs, but you know, you have girls that come in that play as freshmen. And so, um, you know, most years around here, you have some, a lot of returners just because some of these girls have been playing on varsity, you know, their entire high school careers. So, um, you know, that's the case again. I mean, uh, I did a little preseason super syntax softball team and, um, all three of the starting outfielders are juniors, you know, I mean, they were that good as sophomores, you know? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got talent around here. We, we all know if you follow Bryce Cherry, he is a Houston Astros fan. Uh, Bryce, this spring, would you sit down and watch an Astros game, Houston XFL game, or would you watch a USFL game? There's very little chance I'm going to watch the XFL or the USFL. I mean, if it's on and maybe I'm flipping around, I might stop for a few minutes and see what all the fuss is. Uh, But, no, I I just – I have enough football in my life. I mean, you know, do we need more? I mean, I know there are people out there that are just like, yes, never more, enough more. football. He's across yeah. the he's across the desk from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'm I'm not that way. I I am too much of a Renaissance man. Uh, I like all sports, uh, and I you especially know my affinity for basketball. So you know these these off season football offshoots. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, And as far as the Astros, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch a ton of spring training games either, unless I was out in Florida or something, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, once, once the regular season starts for the major sports, I'm, I'm all in, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's just, we got enough going on that, you know, I don't need, all this extra. <laughs> Just how worried are you now that the Rangers have got uh, oh here we go Mike Maddox back as the pitching coach and Bruce Bochy's the manager. Just how I mean you're you're probably over there sweating bullets right now, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Don't encourage him. A juggernaut. Uh, you know. I mean, kudos to the Rangers for, for, you know, making some moves that look good on paper at least, and we'll see how they uh, play out on the field. I mean, um, 
you know, I, I I will say this. It's fun when uh when both teams are good. Uh, and then the Astros still win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what uh, what do you got coming up? A big weekend. You know, we, we talked about it. And, and seriously, it, to me, this is a big weekend in basketball for different reasons. You've got on the men's side, Baylor on the road. They're at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. It's ESPN's there. It's, you know, it's a top 10 matchup. This is, it's a big, you know, first place teams. Uh, and then, on the flip side, on the on the women's side, you got a team that's just got to find a way to get a win. So th- to me, Saturday's a big day for for both the Baylor basketball teams. Agreed. I mean, I think it's it's huge for for both teams. And um, then you you know, oh by the way, you've got Baylor baseball, um, the mm-hmm. Mitch Thompson area era starting this weekend. So we'll be out at the Baylor ballpark. DJ Ramirez will be out there. Uh, and then I'll I'll put in a little plug. I've got a, a story coming tomorrow. This shows my uh, my Renaissance man comment. Uh, I've got a story coming tomorrow on swimming. Uh, we've got a Midway kid who's going to state swim meet, and a, a Boskyville kid who competed at the 4A and under state swim meet. I'm not sure y'all knew that was a thing uh last weekend and and won a state championship wow so, very cool yeah so uh talking to those kids and got a story coming tomorrow but uh yeah we'll have lots and lots of basketball in the paper for sure sounds like a winner hey bryce thanks we appreciate it have a great week weekend all right talk thanks. to you soon <laughs> that is bryce cherry the uh, sports editor of the waco trib it is eight forty-eight. this is game time your first word in sports Presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. It's just, oh, I can't help it. Ward, I'm so excited. Good grief. Wow. That 100 wins, Ryan, can you just imagine? We'll sell tickets to this event. Sure will. Not worried a bit. We'll set up bleachers right along Bagby. Not concerned a bit. We'll, we'll get them coupons to Sonic. <laughs> Oh, we're right back with more in just a moment. All hype. A new era of Baylor baseball begins February 17th as coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears open the 2023 season at home with a three-game series against Central Michigan. Again this season, join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for all the play-by-play of Baylor Bear baseball. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears are back beginning February 17th and all season long here on the home of Baylor. Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Come join ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show as we'll be broadcasting live from the newly opened Fish City Grill in Waco on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. Come celebrate Fat Tuesday at Fish City Grill. Happy hour 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Enjoy ice cold beer, cold margaritas, and discounted appetizers like fried pickles, shrimp nachos, cheeseburgers, even oysters. Fat Tuesday, February 21st with ESPN Central Texas Matt Mosley, 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. It's that time of year again. Time for the 53rd annual Oglesby Lions Club Rattlesnake Roundup. Experience fun for the whole family. Kids activities, food, music, vendors of all kinds, and especially rattlers. Demonstrations by the world-renowned snake handler Jackie Bibby. Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and 26th in Oglesby, Texas, off Highway 84 between McGregor and Gatesville. Like them on Facebook and join us for a rattling good time. 
Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family owned and operated and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential installation, service, and new construction for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star ratings and Google reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373 and on Facebook. Member Better Business Bureau, licensed TACLB 106271E. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramie's, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The felony domestic violence charges against former Texas basketball coach Chris Beard have been dismissed because the alleged victim wishes not to prosecute. Baylor women's basketball has now lost three in a row after an 87-68 decision to Kansas State. That drops Baylor into a fifth-place tie with West Virginia in the Big 12 standings. The MCC Highlassies won on the road 81-47 against Cisco. That improves the McLennan record to 22-2 on the season and 10-1 in conference play. The high school girls basketball postseason continues tonight with Midway going up against Saxe and Midlothian. Conley tangles with Taylor and Temple. And La Vega meets Houston Yates in Bryan. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, 853, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan. You know, we have more fun because we go all over the place. I mean, we talk high school, we talk college, we talk professional. We talk about every sport known to man. I mean, but today was kind of emblematic of what we like to do. I mean, we talked everything today from high school sports to to the uh, to the new XFL and, and everything in between. It was fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Don't forget tonight we do have uh, basketball for you. The uh, La Vega Lady Pirates are back in action. They're taking on Houston Yates in round two 
of the uh, 4A playoffs, and Ward will be in Bryan, Texas, to bring it to us. Yes. Should be fun. 7.15 tip-off, 7 o'clock pregame. We'll follow the Baylor Coaches Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I, Houston Yates has a, a long history of being they a very good program. Do. And so, you know, they'll have a lot of pride coming into this gym. Uh, and, and we all know what La Vega is and what, what they're all about. And you heard Bryce talk about it, that, you know, they're, they're going to press you and make things difficult on you. And if they can get that done early in the ball game, maybe there's some separation there. I, I kind of think this is going to be a little bit back and forth for a little while anyway, a, until La Vega gets settled in and, and can get that separation. I think they win the night. I think they win handily. But I think it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge for them than we've seen recently. You don't think it's thirty-three to three at at one point in the game? I'll be surprised. Okay, okay. Did we? Did we? we and that's not taking away from anybody. No, that's I just get saying it. I think that they're that that Yates Yates is, yeah. has a little bit going for. Look, them. it's the second round of the playoffs. You're yeah. supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, it, it's going to get tougher as they move on. Did you? Do you feel like you saw La Vega's best effort last week? I think I, Monday saw, night. I think I saw a really good effort Monday night. I mean, that's a that's a good basketball team and a fun basketball team. 70-point win. Good gracious. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, John's coming up at 3. By the way, John and Matt both will be broadcasting live today from the Baylor Club. Uh, John from uh, with his program at 3. Matt Mosley's along at 4. And we are right back here to talk about that La Vega matchup tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. That's going to do it for us. Have yourself a great day. We will talk to you in the morning at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.